So Thanksgiving's over, right? And, uh, you know, I, I traveled this year. And it's been a while since I traveled for Thanksgiving, but I went to my, my family and uh, to my brother, to my parents, and they live out in West Virginia. A couple weeks ago, uh, my brother said, well, when you come out, bring Carter's hunting gear, all right? You know where this is going, don't you? And he says, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure he goes deer hunting. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a fantastic thing for Carter. He goes, but you got to make sure you bring some gear, too, because you have to go with him. And uh, I'm like, another hunting excursion for me. You know, why, Lord, are you punishing me? You know, that's, that's, that's what I'm going through. And I'm like, all right, all right. So, you know, Carter finds out that we're going hunting. He's so excited. He's thrilled. He can't wait to go. And I'm, I'm less than thrilled. And, uh, but, you know, we're, we're, the night before we left, which we left uh, Wednesday morning, that Tuesday night, we're getting everything together. And, and uh, Carter, he's, he's got his hunting bag and got all of, his, all of his stuff in there. And then I got a bag, and it's got stuff, you know. And uh, so, so uh, you know, we, we, we head out Wednesday morning, and, and we're going to West Virginia. And I'm about 45 minutes out from my brother. And he gives me a call, and he's like, did Carter bring his stuff to go hunting? I said, yeah. He's like, did you bring yours? I said, yeah, you know. And he's like, well, we got a problem. My ears perked up instantly. I was like, Jesus, yes, you know. And he goes, my brother-in-law, uh, who, who's going to take Carter, he's only got room for two people. And it, would be, it has to be him and Carter. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. So I had a great Thanksgiving, all right? Woo! Traveling light. That's what we're talking about. All right? So, you know, we all have baggage. We all have stuff within life. And that we just, we, we've been carrying either for a very long time or maybe even some stuff that you've been carrying for a short period of time. I don't know what that is for you. But there are some things in your life that you've been carrying around for, for, for a while now, or at least for a season, and God is saying, I, I need to wake you up to this. I need to wake you up to this because there's some unnecessary stuff that's going on in your life, stuff that's either hindering a move of God in your life or stuff that's really delaying God from being able to do really want what he wants to do. Now, what we're going to talk about today is this. Letting go of control, right? Letting go of control. I have a hard time with that. So I know if I have a hard time with it, you definitely have a hard time with it, all right? So here's what you got to do. We did it last week. Look at your neighbor and say, you are, you are oblivious, oblivious to the obvious. Yeah. All right, let's do that one more time. You are, you are oblivious, oblivious to the obvious. All right, so I'm curious. How many of you would say honestly that there's at least one area of your life? You know, some of you, it, it could be many areas, but we're going to kind of, you know, I'm going to be nice about it. All right. But how many of you would say there's probably at least one area in your life that you need to lose control of? Let me see your hand. Now, look, if you're looking at your spouse and talking to them saying you need to raise your hand, that might be your area. Okay, that might be your spot. What we're going to do in, for the next few moments is we're going to take a look here within Scripture. We're going to read a big portion coming out of Luke's Gospel. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 26, and this is where, where we're going to kick off today. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David, 
Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. I just want to stop there, first of all, for a second. Like, if God or sends an angel and they're saying, greetings, favored woman to you or favored man to you, man, you are doing something right. You know what I'm talking about? Like, thing, you are in line with, I mean, you couldn't pro- probably any closer in relationship to God. All right. He says, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. All right, let's go on to the next verse. Here we go. Confused and disturbed. All right, everybody say confused. confused. And, now say disturbed. disturbed. Don't you love crowd participation? It like wakes you up, doesn't it? You could have laughed a little harder. <laughs> confused and disturbed. What did Mary? Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. You know, it's kind of like us. Some of us are here today, and we might be just in that same spot, you know, with confusion, might be disturbed, you know. I wish, like, like things like this. You, you, you've said comments or asked questions, things like this within life. I wish this was not happening to me. You ever been there? Maybe you're there. Watch this. Why am I here in this season? You know? I never thought I would experience what? Blank. Never thought I would experience this. How about this? Have you ever said this? Like, I just can't handle this anymore. You ever looked at somebody and you've gone through a tough season and you're just like, I just don't think I can handle this. How about this? Have you ever sat there in time of prayer and you're like, God, I can't handle this. As if God doesn't know what you can and cannot handle already, right? Think about that one. How about this? I don't know what we're going to do. You ever been there? Scary time. How about this? I love this one. I need to figure this thing out. Right? Forget about God figuring it out for me. I need to figure this thing out. How about this? I never thought at this point I'd be experiencing what I'm experiencing right now. So here we've got Mary in this moment. The scripture says she was what? confused and disturbed. Everybody say that again. What? Confused and disturbed. All right, let's go on. It says this. Don't, thank you, don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her. Here we go. Another moment. We see something happening here. What does it say? For you have found what? Favor with God. So one, God is calling her a favored woman. Now he's saying you are favored. All right? We get this. It goes on to say, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him the name that is above every name. You will call him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. Mary asked the angel, But, now, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. So Mary responds, and not in this manner of saying, well, you know what? This just is not convenient for me, right? Um, This is definitely disturbing and confusing all of my wedding plans. All right, think about that for a moment. Think about the predicament that she possibly was about to be placed in. This could definitely be changing some things up for her. It goes on to say that Mary responds, and she says this, I am what? The Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me do what? 
come true. There's actually another version of it that says, Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. And she says something really incredible here. It's kind of like, any Beatles fan? Back in the day, were you Beatles fans? All right. Let it be. Right? Just let it be. To what? To me, according to your word. All right. Now, here we are. She's disturbed. She's confused. The angel speaks and simply just says, let it be. I can already tell you that there's some of you in here this morning. And, and, and I feel this deeply, one, as I've been going through this message. But that, that God is wanting to have you release some control of some stuff. You need to travel light. You've been carrying some really heavy burdens for some time now. And the reason why you're carrying it is because you don't trust anyone else with it other than yourself. That's why we, we ask questions to ourselves like, how can this be? How can I be in this season? What am I going to do now? How am I going to figure all of this out? Like, I'm not in control. Some of you potentially are wound up so tight in life. And you're coming into what is supposed to be a glorious season, and you're thinking to yourself, how in the world can I even enjoy myself with everything else that's going on around me? I was talking to someone this morning before church, and we were sharing some stories back and forth of going through some seasons like what we're going in right now, the holiday season, the Christmas season, just came out of Thanksgiving. But for some people, it's not as glorious as it is for others. Some people are going through some painful moments. Some people are going through some disturbing moments. Some people are really, really confused right now. You want to control everything. Your kids know it. You want to control what? What they look like, where they go. Come on, anybody have a parent? Uh, let me, let me, anybody a grandparent? There you go, that's the ones. My mother-in-law didn't even raise her hand. That was targeted at her. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Kind of. All right, so who they want to hang out with, right? What they're doing, where they are going. Who they're going to marry. She hit the jackpot on that one. How many grandkids are there going to be? How are we going to be taken care of when we're old? How about this? Your spouse, right? Anybody wear them out? How about this? How you chew. Do you all remember last week I told you, anybody here have a problem with loud chewers? Come on, some of you are actually going to admit it because you know what I'm going to say now. The article I read said anybody who has a problem with loud chewers, they are a genius. All right. Genius. All right. How about this? Um, how they dress, right? What they say, where you go, how to load the dishwasher, how you vacuum. Are the lines parallel? Here's my favorite. They better be able to iron correctly. All right? 
And anybody know, if, you, if you've been here long enough, you know I have an issue with ironing. I'll never forget this. First time, my wife and I, right? And, and, and I, I, she's, I was used to always ironing. I always ironed. Even when I was a kid, like at home, my mom showed me one time, that was it. That's my thing. I iron. I can't stand a double crease. It's got to be straight. If you got a pinstripe, it better line up with that stripe right down your shirt. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody else like that? Sorry. All right. I got problems. I got issues. I got serious issues, right? And I remember one time, Andrew was like, I'll iron that shirt for you. This is like before Sunday. I was like, okay, cool. We're going to test her out and see how well she does this one, right? And she sat down and she, stop, just stop, just stop, walk away from the iron. Let me handle it from here, right? Some of us, we have problems with what? Letting go of control. Sometimes those letting go of control issues really filter into busted up relationships, don't they? Yeah. Letting go issues really hinder us spiritually within our life. The things that we want to see God change within us, but for some reason we simply just can't seem to understand that we must let it go. How about this? I love, this is the time of the year where social media is just outrageous, right? Thanksgiving, I'm sitting there and people are taking pictures of their Thanksgiving meal. Like, we all had the same meal. Like, why is yours more important than mine? Right? Except I didn't have, I didn't have single fried oysters this year, which hurt me. But, but, but then, and then, here, here you go. Now it's, let's get our, our family picture. Where? By the Christmas tree. Right? And so you start seeing all these families with their pictures by the Christmas tree. And, you know, it took them 37 times. To get the correct one so that it could be the perfect Instagram moment. But watch, here's what happens. When somebody's like, they're looking for the likes. And somebody goes, that was a beautiful picture. Oh, yeah, it's just something we threw together real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine you did, right? We have problems with letting go of things. and, 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 And we have problems of staying in control. Do you know that the more you fear losing control the more you want control. Some of us were so scared, and, and we're scared of the unknown because we've been in control for so long. But it's kind of like this. If you don't like the result of things that are happening, but yet you're the control freak of the whole deal, something different has to happen. Something must change up. I'm going to take a look at one main point here this morning. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about some stuff. But the, the first point, or the only main point that we really have today is this. You don't always have the power to control, but you do always have the power to surrender. You don't always have the power to control, but you do always have the power to surrender. Um, to make them behave like you want them to behave, right? To make your spouse act in the manner that you want them to act. Uh, you you, you want to get your finances finally in line, you know. Um, to, to get your future lined up. To get your health where you want it to be. To have your kids do everything exactly the way you want them to be. You don't always have the power to control. Understand that. There are some things, as hard as you try to control it, You're not going to be able to control. But here's what you do have. You always have the power to surrender. 
And what I mean by that is, is, is really saying, God, you know what? This is out of my control. I need to allow you, Lord, to take full reign. I need to allow you, God, to have complete control of this situation. Because every time that I allow myself to get involved, I just mess things up even more. Anybody been there? Every time. How about this? Have you ever like, had a conversation and then you look back on it and said, I really should have just shut my mouth. I've been there a lot. Obviously. And, 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 and here's the deal. You say what you shouldn't have said, but yet you felt something inwardly go, don't go there. Don't go there. You know you're about to open up a bag of bad for you if you go there. And what do we do? Well, my emotions are more important. I got to get this off of my chest. I got to just let it fly exactly how I feel. And then what do we do? We live a life of regret, of remorse, and we look back and go, I really could have done without that conversation. I really could have done without saying that. Some of you are looking like, yep, that happened this morning while we're getting the kids ready for church. Yeah. <laughs> it happens, right? Those things happen to us. Let's take a look. So Mary, what was she? She was, um, she was confused. She was disturbed. So uh, uh, this angel appears to her, and a lot of people think, well, this must have been easy for Mary. After all, uh, what, there's statues named after her. There's cathedrals named after her. Hello, the Bible even calls her favored, right? God says you are favored. But we have to recognize something about Mary, that she was ordinary, she was an everyday teenage girl, probably around between 13 and 15 years of age at this time. She had hopes and dreams. She was dreaming about getting married and, 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 and you know, where she was, it was a limited community. So she, she didn't have a lot to choose from, I guess. That's as bad for Joseph, maybe. But, you know, she was simple. She had the basic qualities she was looking after. Most likely, she was wanting, what, somebody who was going to be strong, handsome, charming, great with finances. You know, I, I got to say this, rode what? Rode a nice donkey, right? You got to throw that in there, a little bit of humor. Nothing fancy, right? He, was a, he had a good job. He was a family man, bright future, great family that's, you know, raised him. A, a man with a soft heart, yet bold, yet humble. Someone who was decisive, yet flexible. A good listener, well-groomed, but yet not obsessive about it. That's a lot of qualities right there, isn't it? Man, I, I, guys, just walk out of the room. Every one of us, we just failed, okay? She, want, she had probably big goals, dreams, ambitions, easy going. Who knows exactly what she would think of or what her desires were? But we do know this. She was, what, going to be married, and then all of a sudden, this happens. She had dreams. Some of you kind of have a plan, or you've had plans. You've had some hopes. Some of you, you've had dreams, and you know you, you, you thought things were going to go this way and that way, and then they, they just didn't turn out. You know, you, you thought you were done after two kids. Then miraculously, there's a third. Sorry, let me, let me calm down. Let me calm down, Right? You thought things were going to go one way and they go another. You thought the job was what? The perfect job. And then you realize there was a boss that came with it who was unperfect. 
Anybody who works for me in here, you're, you, got the, you got a good boss. Okay? You thought for sure that he was perfect to be married to or she was the perfect spouse. And then you realize that you held them to much higher standards than you should have. Let me help you out there. Don't, hide, don't hold them to the higher standard quite that high. You know what I mean? You will be disappointed somewhere along the way. And, and, and so we, we, we think that we are in control and that we ultimately have this say over things. Listen, it's better for us to realize that we don't have control and to surrender. Not surrendering to, to someone or to a company or anything, but surrendering to God, saying, God, I've made some choices. I've done some things. I've had some hopes, some dreams, and things aren't quite working out the way I envisioned them to work out. So God, I... I'm surrendering control to you. Mary was in that moment. You think about it. She didn't know the end of her story. She didn't know that three decades later that this Jesus that she was going to give birth to would be on a cross. And then that would die. And Yet God would raise him from the dead and all the angels would sing. And he'd ascend to heaven and he'd be seated where? At, at the right hand of God the Father. She didn't know any of that up to this point. All she knew was this is what the angel was saying. And it's, it's, it's kind of wrecking my plans, but let it be. Let it be, Father. Whatever it is that you want. Whatever your will is. Whatever your plan is, God. I have to separate myself from my own desires and make sure my desires are lining up with God's plan. One of the things that I try to encourage people all the time to do is, like, you have hopes and dreams. I get that. Make sure, though, you're desiring after God first in everything. I mean, Jesus himself, when they were trying, the Pharisees were trying to trip him up and say, well, what is the greatest commandment? And he simply says, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because when we are doing that, when we are placing God above and we're placing God first, then watch this, it's so much easier for us to go, you know what, let it be. I don't need to be in control. Lord, you are ultimately in control. You are the one who is orchestrated. You are the author and the finisher of all things. What I love about God is God can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, anytime he wants, regardless of what you think. That is a fantastic thing, isn't it? Unless it goes against what? Your hopes and dreams. And then that's when we need to step back and look and go, well, am I doing as I should be? Is God being number one? Am I loving the Lord, my God, with what? All my heart, my soul, my mind, and my strength. We don't know, like, what's going to happen in your particular situation? You don't know, but you can be assured this. If I give control to God, whatever the result is, it will be a part of his plan and his will for my life. I, I say this quite often, and I mean it with everything with inside of me. There's nothing like living in the peace, the plan, and the will of God. There's nothing like living and fulfilling his purpose. We've all been there before where we've been in seasons of life where we're running from God. Anybody ever ran from God? Good luck with that. You're going to run a long time, and you're never, you're never going to get nowhere. It's kind of like running on a treadmill. You're going to get nowhere. You're wasting a lot of effort for nothing. Surrendering. I, I, I can't control everything, but yet I want to. And so what I do when, when, when I'm trying to do that, I'm not, I'm not allowing God to take control. 
I'm not surrendering myself to him. So here you got Mary, and, and in this moment, a lot of things are happening. I mean, just imagine, if you would, the thoughts that must have been going through her mind. Like, what are people going to think? I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, not married yet. Here I am, I'm not been with my husband, but yet I'm pregnant. Sure, the Holy Spirit did that, Mary. Sure. Like before Andrea and I got married, if she were to come to me and be like, um, the Holy Spirit came to me and I'm pregnant. We got a problem. You know what I'm saying? Think about that. So much pressure in that moment. But yet she has, the Bible says she's favored. So she's so close to God and she says, you know what, let's just let it be. This is what it's going to be. So we see later on in that story that, you know, the, the, the angel comes to Joseph, reassures him and says, no, this is what's going to happen. This is how things are going to be. And so he doesn't run from it. What does he do? He surrenders control. And he goes back to be with her. And so months go by and, 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 and the pregnancy is going. I mean, do you think she got morning sickness? I mean, do you think she got moody? I mean, like, you got the son of God in you. Like, there should be something good about this, right? Think of the things that we're going through and, and, and throughout the pregnancy and all of this stuff. And, and then here we go. It's time to give, to give birth. And they're on the run. They're out and about. And, 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 and so she, there's no hospital. There's no AGH or, or, or Riverside or, or uh, whatever the other one is in Salisbury. I forgot now. PRMC, thank you. There's, <laughs> so sorry. If you work there, Sorry. But there's none of them around. The Bible says they're looking everywhere for a place to stay, and there's no what? There's no Dove Winds. There's no Hampton Inn. There's no Best Western, right? So here they are. They, 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 they're, they're in an inn. They go to an inn. There's no, no place to stay. And the next thing you know, they're in a stable or really in a cave where all these animals are. But yet this is supposed to be the Son of God. If I'm Mary, I've been like, Angel, hello, come talk to me. What do we do now? Make a way where there seems to be no way. You ever said that before? Lord, make a way where there's no way. I don't see it. I'm trying to make the way for myself, but it's not working. I mean, could you imagine the attitude that she could have really taken on in that time? But the Bible says from the very start, what did she do? Let it be. Let it be. Take your hands off. Just let it be. I don't know what you're going through, but some of you right now, you need to take your hands off. You've been so much in fear of control that you've actually lost full control. You need to what? Surrender this whole thing to God and say, you know what? Let it be. Whatever it is, Lord, I, I can't control this. I can't be involved in this. I, I need you because, Lord, I need your will to come about. So here she is. And, 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 and there's these animals all around. I mean, could you imagine the stink? That, like you go to a farm, you know? You ever been, anybody ever been to a pig farm before? Holy cow. Woo! I don't open it up. But yet this is where the Son of God, he's going to be born. If I'm Mary, I'm like, or actually if I'm Joseph, I'm like, did you hear right? Are you sure all this is right? You know what I mean? And so here they are, and they're in this, this situation, and the Bible says that they, you know, uh, give birth to him. And, and they're broke. They have no money. They have nothing to their name. 
But isn't it like God to always send some wise people into your life? Isn't it always God to, to, to bring where you have nothing, but yet he brings people into your life, and next thing you know, where you had nothing, now you have an abundance of? So then you fast forward some years, and I, 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 you know, I, I remember we were talking to uh, uh, a young couple the other day, and uh, I can't remember how it came about, but they were like talking about the terrible twos. And, and we said, uh-uh, no, 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 no. It's the terrible threes. It's the threes that knock you in the forehead, all right? And, and so I instantly, my mind, my mind's always going. Anybody else's mind just constantly racing? My mind's constantly racing. And so I start thinking about Jesus, and I'm like, I wonder if he had terrible threes. Like, you know, have you seen the meme on Facebook or something? You know, it's time to give Jesus a bath. He's like, nope, walk on the water, you know, that type of deal, right? And so my mind's always going, thinking about these stupid things all the time. But, but think about that. You know, here, here we read later on in, in the scripture where, you know, somehow they lost Jesus. How do you lose Jesus? Like, you, you give ultimate responsibility here, right? And so they lost Jesus, and, and, and they're looking for him, and, and they find him, and he's in the temple, and he's teaching. I mean, how do you correct him for that one? Like, what are you doing? I'm doing my father's business. My bad. My bad. What is our desire of control rooted in? Jesus says something that is um, it's opposing to everything that our culture says. He says, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, then you will find it. In other words, to fully follow Jesus is to completely surrender control. We have to take on that attitude that Mary had, and that was simply what? Let it be. The interesting about this to me is that surrendering control is not just a one-time decision. It's something that we have to go over and decide daily, really, within life. Circumstantial, even. Mary, you're going to be pregnant, but yet you're a virgin. What does she do? Mary surrenders. The Holy Spirit confirms the pregnancy and that this is of God and all these great things and they go through all of that timeline that I kind of explained to you. But Mary, what are you going to do? I'm going to let it be. I'm going to let God have control. You know, I, I, I sit there and I think about life. I think about you guys. I think about myself. I think about this church. And I go, I wonder what people are going through in this room today. Financial problems. Here we are at Christmas, right? Marital issues. Again, here we are at Christmas. Just came through Thanksgiving. Family problems. Job situations. Friendships that are just on the, on, on, on the rocks. How about this spiritually? I'm struggling. Struggling right now. Losing control. Letting it go. Doing as Mary said with those three words. Let it be. For some of us, we're so much in control that we're not helping ourselves, but rather we're hurting ourselves. We're really taking our, our situations out of the hands of God and we're placing them in our hands. Let me help you out. You will fail. You will fail. You might, just might, have a season of victory in it. 
But ultimately, in the grand scheme of it all, the big picture of it all, you will fail. We have to get to the spot where we're going, God, you know what? It's not about me being in control, but Father, it's about you being in control. Because time after time after time after time, I've been the one to dictate my decisions. I've been the one to, to, to make the wrong choices, right? I've been the one who, who's, who's had the attitude and, and done this or that. And God, you know what? I need to let you be in control. I need to surrender. All of this, God, needs to be completely about you. You know, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says this. Cast your cares, all your worries, and anxieties on him, your father. Because what? He cares about you. Somebody needs to hear that here this morning. Your heavenly father is much more than some words that are written in a book. He's much more than stories or sermons you've heard. But the Bible says that he actually, what, cares about you. What you care about, he cares about. What you love, he loves too. He, what, cares about you. Some of you, you got some anxieties. You, you, you have some things, as what that scripture says, worries. You know, I, I, I say this all the time. But they say somewhere around 80% of everything you worry about never even really comes to be. That's a, that's, that's, that's a lot of, jeez. The Bible says that he cares about you. You know, John 3.16 says this, for, you, you all know this by heart, for God so what loved the world. He what cares about you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Why? Because he cares about you. That whosoever, who is the whosoever that's me and you, that's anybody outside of these doors, that's anybody who's not a follower. He, why? Because he cares that what, what would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting or eternal life. Why is this? Because he cares about you. I sit there and I think about that and I go, God, thank you for caring about me. I was sharing a story with the same individual this morning. And I said, I look back and I go, I see that God really cared. I didn't enjoy the trial that I was going through. Absolutely hated it. But when I look back, I can see that he cared. I can see how he worked everything out. Maybe I started out of his will but he somehow managed to get me back in his will. That's a God that you serve. A God that what? That absolutely cares about you. I want you to stand with me this morning. I want to ask you this question here, and that is simply this. What is it that you're trying to control... That God wants you to surrender. What is it that you're trying to control? 
Maybe you just realized it this morning that I need to surrender. Or maybe you've been realizing it for some time now that I need to surrender this. What is it that you have had in control that God is saying, enough. Enough, let's let it be. Why don't you do what I told you to do in 1 Peter and what? Cast your worry, cast your care on me because I care about you. I'm going to see this out for you. One way or another, you may not like the outcome, but it's what you need in your life. Or you simply may love the outcome, but it's still what you need in your life. Sometimes we don't like when we get that unanswered prayer so that we think is an unanswered prayer. Let me help you out. All prayers are answered. Just maybe not the way you want it to be. But you do know this this morning because we see it within Scripture that God cares about you. That he has a love that is absolutely unconditional. So I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes with me this morning. And you might be here today and you might be able to say, you know, who is this Jesus? Like I know him, know about him rather, heard about him, maybe even attend church, but not have the relationship with him. Who is this Jesus? He's your Savior. He died on a cross for your sin. He took the cost of sin upon himself so that you would not have to. This is the greatest season right here. We're celebrating with family, friends, all this greatness. It's fun. Great atmospheres. But you will not be able to travel light. You will not be able to surrender control. You will not be able to let it be within your life until you make a decision and a choice to allow Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. So I'm going to ask that question to you this morning. If that is you here today and you would be like Pastor Kevin, I need Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I want to make a decision today. I just want you to slip up your hand. See that hand. I'll give you another moment. If that's you here this morning, and you could say, I want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. And I want to make that choice today. I want you to slip up your hand. I see that hand. Excellent. All right, here's what I want us to do as a church. I want us to pray this aloud together. Boldly enthusiastic. Lord Jesus, today I decide and I choose for you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sin. Save me today. I love you. And from this day forward, I will live my life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap? Amen. Now here's the life application part. That is simply this. I asked it a second ago. Who in here has some things that you need to lose control over? 
anybody else. You need to let go and let God, right? You need to let it be. You need to say, Lord, I've been in control far too long, and I need you to be in control of it now. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every individual in this room today. And God, there are many of us, if not all of us in this place, who in some way have a control issue. And Lord, we need to let that go. We need to surrender it to you. We need to let it be, Father, and allow you, Lord. Your, Your word says for us to cast all of our worries, our anxieties, our cares to you, because Lord, you care for us. And God, we love you. And so right now, in this moment, there's a room full of people who are saying, Father, take this care. Take this worry. Take this burden. Take this anxiety. Take this confusion. Take this disturbance. Take this job. Take these kids. Take the kids. Take my marriage. Take me, Lord. Because, Lord, you care for me. God, because you care for us. And help us, God, to not go back and pick these things up again. But, Father, understanding, Lord, that they're in your hands. And for you, Lord, to have absolute control. That, Father, we will not interrupt what you're trying to do. But God, we will let it be. Because Lord, we know that you care for us. So Father, for all of us in this place, whatever whatever it may be, we give it to you right now. And we ask, Lord, deal with it. Do with it. Work it out however it needs to be worked out. Because in, in the end, Lord, we will all be able to look back and say, now I see God's hand moving, orchestrating, fitting the pieces together, putting order back into chaos. So, Father, because of that, we say we love you and we thank you. So, God, the psalmist tells us this, to let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, amen. We love you guys. Have a great afternoon.